And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. It is the Weighing In Podcast with myself, John McCarthy, and the guy that's got all of that talent, Dave. Podcast Dave. No, I'm just kidding. We Josh, the, the guy that has all the answers, the Josh Thompson. All the answers. Oh, my God. It was not a good night for the predictions oh, of Josh Thompson no, last night. It was not. But we did have a very good night of fights with UFC 271 coming from Houston, Texas. We're going to talk about that main event. We're going to talk about the other fights and some other things that are going on in the world of MMA and combat sports. Josh, how you feeling, baby? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exa- this early morning stuff is for the birds, bro. <laughs> Normally, like, we film, like, right after the show, and it's usually, like, 3 in the morning for you. And, yeah. You know, midnight for me. No big deal. Whatever. You no know? Big deal. But, <laughs> but now we reverse the roles. It's 5 in the morning here for me on a Sunday, and it's, like, 9 a.m. for you. And uh, Three hours. Math, Come on, yeah, dude. Your, bat, your math I, is I'm, killing me again. I never claimed to be a mathematician. <laughs> Just to be honest, it's fair play. I've uh, never said that. That's true. Look. I actually thought there was a lot of good fights on here. Fights that we didn't think were, I mean, not we, I shouldn't say we, that I weren't, I wasn't sure if they were going to be sneaky good fights, but there was a couple sneaky, was good really fights. good fights on this card. And the ones that I thought were going to be good didn't live up to, to the expectations. But overall, I thought it was a good night of fights and it was definitely fun. Yeah. It's, what do you think? I look at, I look at, you know, what you're looking for. If I can get, you know, five really good fights on a full card. Yeah. That's a good card, and it definitely especially for seventy five bucks. <laughs> That's the part that maybe I don't like too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just waiting for him to jack the price up again. But let's get into this thing because it was all about the the middleweight title fight between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. This was a fight when you're talking about a rematch. We looked at it going in. We thought it was going to be a close fight. We actually, if you go to our betting, said, "Hey, go to the over," which was four and a half. We thought it was going to go the distance. It did go the distance. It was a lot closer fight than I thought the commentary. You know, I was listening to, to Bisping and, and uh, DC. They were, they were really high on everything that Israel was doing. And in the beginning, I absolutely, the first round was by far the clearest round. Very simple for someone to understand who won that round. Second round, a little bit closer. I know one of the judges gave it to uh, Whitaker. I didn't. But I had... I had Adesanya winning those first three rounds, mm-hmm. but I did have Whitaker coming on in the end. He was landing cleaner, and Adesanya, it, it was a switch for me, Josh. It was. It seemed to me in the beginning, Whitaker just wasn't throwing enough. He wasn't doing yeah. enough. He was waiting, and he was trying to be calm. He was trying to be that guy that he was not in the first one because in the first fight, it was his anger, his overextending, and all those that led him into trouble. He was trying to get away from that, but he wasn't throwing enough. And that was leading towards Adesanya winning those rounds. But I thought at the end, it switched where Adesanya slowed down what he was doing. And, you know, they talked about him hurting his right hand. He said he didn't, but he did slow down his production. And that's what allowed Whitaker to come on in those later rounds. It was a good fight. It was a good fight between two guys that are top notch. And you can't ask anything more. It's, you know, it's hard to get rid of a very good fighter. And that's why I thought it was going to go the distance. And it did. Well, all right, everyone, it's Super Bowl Sunday, and this is the time to bet. If you're looking to get some new odds, some real odds, go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code WAYNEIN, and I'm telling you right now, it is Super Bowl Sunday. You have the Rams versus the Bengals, and John, I'm going with the Bengals. I know, I know, I know, you're a Rams guy because, you know, your other team lost, they didn't make it there, I get it, I understand, but (laughs) I am going with the Bengals. I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm going with the Bengals. My brother's a Bengals fan, but I'm going with the Bengals. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. I got to tell you right now, I believe it was a, what was it? What were, the, what were the odds on this? Straight up, I believe that, and not in straight up, but in terms of Points the, was four, the money line. Yeah, the money line on it was what? Plus, it was plus, yeah, it was plus 170. On top of that, you had the, you, I think you said last time you were going to take the points. Yep. 
Ooh, I have a lot of friends taking the points too, but they're taking them on the Rams. You're going to take the points on the Rams or you're going to take the points on the Bengals? I think I'd take the points on the Bengals. <laughs> no. You got to figure, right? The Bengals have pretty much won all of their games in the playoffs as well as going into the playoffs by just less than three points or three yep. points or right That's around that average. That's so it. I would probably go, I would probably, I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. I know. I want the Bengals to win, but I'm just being honest. Go to mybookie.ag. Check out those betting lines. I'm telling you right now, if you guys use that promo code, Wayne in, there is a QR code right there, which Podcast Dave is going to put up. You guys use that QR code, and that will take you to our mybookie.ag with our promo code, Wayne in. Get a little extra spending cash. You guys can bet on that Super Bowl. Also, if you guys did some bets that we talked about for the pay-per-view, for the UFC pay-per-view, I'm hopefully you guys didn't listen to me because I was horrible last night. I think I went 0-3 with all of them, but but there were some great fights last night. Absolutely amazing fights. But hopefully you guys were able to cash in on a couple things and you guys decided to go on your own. But go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. I want to thank you guys for supporting us and supporting mybookie.ag. When you have the two best guys in the division, there's a lot at stake. They yeah. understand that pretty much it's just these two. The rest of them, like Izzy's wow, Jerry Cannonier does not want to hear you talk. <laughs> he can he can say what he wants. I thought he had a great performance tonight, but they do did. I think he can be Izzy? <sighs> I don't know. We're gonna have to find out because I think he'll probably end up being next. But the bottom line is this: is when you have Whitaker and you've got Izzy, the two of them to me are the guys that are at the top, and they're gonna continue to be at the top. Um, I think Whitaker tonight just he fought scared. To me, I felt like he he came out and he fought scared. Now we talked about patience. We talked about fighting composed. We talked about all those things leading up to the fight. Yeah. But he came out. It seemed like he was just fighting a little bit scared. And I don't know. I've had people criticize me based on like, oh, you you know, I'm a I'm a Whitaker hater. No, I'm actually not. I'm actually <laughs> think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. And I actually I actually bet on the fact that I thought he was going to win this fight. Yeah. Didn't come up that way. But he just didn't pull the trigger enough. John, you and I had talked about this. There's a difference between fighting composed, relaxed, all of those things, but you still have to pull the trigger enough to win the fight. And he just didn't do it. And that's really what it came down to. He didn't get started until the fourth round, like you were saying. And I, I didn't get to see the fifth round because what happened was where I was watching it, the, the basically the ESPN app went down oh. so we didn't yeah we didn't get to watch i didn't get to watch the fifth round but you were telling me that the fifth round was he that he won the fifth round it looks like from the judges scorecards whitaker won two the other round. yeah two other judges had him winning the yeah fifth round. i love you look i love mike beltran absolutely wrong it was whitaker's round but that's all right you know i mean wasn't gonna change the fight yeah i mean it just came down to the fact that i mean when you get to that position, when you realize you've already lost the first three rounds, and I'm sure his corners probably told him like you're down. I mean, you got nothing to you got nothing to lose. You got to go out there and let it all hang yeah, out. Yeah, you're gonna lose like if you started, don't do something. Yeah, he looks like he started throwing in the fourth, and then I didn't get to see the fifth. But I mean, by then it's 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 too late. If you don't get after it, you have to sneak one of those rounds in the first three rounds. That he just wasn't able to. Yeah, if you were going to tell me before the fight, I said, all right, I'm going to give you a little, I'll give you one thing. Uh, five takedowns by Robert Whitaker. <laughs> Whitaker wins the fight. Yeah. I would have. And he got five takedowns and he didn't yeah. win the fight. So, yeah. you know, Izzy is very, his defensive wrestling at times, sometimes, you know, because Whitaker a couple of times got in deep mm -hmm. and he's, you know, he shucked him off, he sprawled, he and you go, damn. You know, physically, just very good at, you know, he's obviously got, you know, good strength. He's got long levers and everything, but was able to stop him on all those. And when he didn't, and when he was taken off of his feet immediately, man, you're looking at him posting on that arm, getting himself back up, and everything that he's doing, it's all just been ingrained in him. It's the right thing. He's, you know, he sucks himself towards the fence to use that as a balance point. This is a guy, man, if you don't take him down in the center of the cage, he is a bear to keep down. And when you do take him to the center of the cage, he's willing to take and actually put himself in a bad spot to say, I'm not going to sit here and lay on my back, a la like he kind of did with, you know, Blahovich when he lost that fight. He's a, he, I think he's in that. That's never going to happen to me again. I'm not going to put myself in that position to where someone can just be on top of me. I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to get back to my feet. And it worked for him against Whitaker. 
Yeah, it would be easy for, <clears throat> sorry, it would be easy for me to sit here and say, hey, it, the blueprint had already been laid out by Blahovich. The thing is, is that Izzy, I think because of the weight discrepancy, Izzy just looked a lot better on getting up off the bottom in yeah. this fight. Yep. He was someone that was explosive off the bottom. He fought tooth and nail to get back to his feet. And I think at the end of the day, that was the biggest thing, whereas he didn't settle on the bottom like he did against Blahovich. But the size does matter. I mean, I don't care what yes, every female tells you, okay? I don't care what they tell you. Size matters, okay? Doesn't <laughs> matter what every female tells you. Size matters. Anyways, it really just comes down to the fact that I thought he was going to settle in on bottom after he got taken down maybe once or twice and was like, okay, accept the position. He never once did that. He continued to fight. He worked out of some <clears throat> some crappy positions. He did a good job. I mean, realistically, that's why he's the champ, and that's why he made those adjustments. Now, when I was talking about this fight this week, I had a lot of push towards Whitaker only based on the fact that, like, was Izzy just comfortable? Yeah. Was Izzy the guy that, that what is, really? Is that you? Is that Dave? That's or Dave. is that me? That's, that's Dave. Dave. Dave needs to yeah. figure that. Anyways. <laughs> Was Izzy comfortable being the champ? That's the thing that kind of concerned me a little bit. He had ran through the division pretty much. I mean, he's got Cannoneer probably still waiting in the, you know, coming up. And he's yeah. always, Izzy's always wanted to fight Cannoneer. Yeah, yeah. But when, yeah, when it comes down to it, though, was he comfortable with the fact that he's kind of wiped out the division? Is he done? He went up to, he went up to 205 to try and get the title there. Didn't get it. Came back down. Those are the things, those are the questions I kind of had in my mind. Like, He's kind of done everything he wanted to do in this division. Was he going to come in motivated? And I guess when you're running back through the division, like you're back to the champ that you beat for the title, you know, against Whitaker, are you motivated? And that's always a concern when you're talking about guys sure that, that have that have been there, done that kind of situation. And I thought tonight he proved that he was motivated. Oh, definitely. Well, I think part of that comes, he just signed a new contract. <laughs> He's got a whole lot of reasons to be motivated. But it yeah. is, it's an absolute thought process that goes through it. Is, you know, does he have enough respect for that guy? You know, since he won the fight actually so impressively and so, I don't want to say easily, but, you know, pretty easy in that first one. You know, he just looked fantastic. He could do nothing wrong. So you, you get that, oh, I know everything he does. I've been there, done that. I don't have to worry about him. When you do, you got to worry about a good fighter yeah. and all those things that could have been that, you know, that little bit that brings you down that that scotch, it wasn't there. He was ready for the fight. He he knew that he was up against a good fighter, and he put on a good performance. You know, very technical, very surgeon like. Again, I thought that the he he slowed down his offensive output in the in the later rounds. I don't think that was he was tired. I watched him. You know, in the corner, he's sitting there breathing. You know, with his mouth closed. You go, guys, breathing with his mouth closed after that round. He's in yeah. good shape and he's doing well. So, uh, just an impressive performance because Whitaker is good. Yeah, and he is really good. And he's gonna. <laughs> this is one of those. He's the guy that you know he was the champion, but he's, in my opinion, he's better than just about everybody in that yeah. division, other than the guy that's got the title. So he's gonna be there. There's gonna be a let, third one. Let me ask you. You brought it up. You brought up the fact that he just signed a new contract. <laughs> What's your take on this whole thing where fighters are realistically, I mean, I, this is not a knock on the UFC. Okay. I just want to make sure it's clear. They don't need a manager. No. The contract, the contract is what the contract is. Well, no. You can no. work out little small. There's like the little things you can work out on the side, but uh, you really don't. I mean, like you really, to be honest, look, John, if I, don't, I, I don't came, agree on if, that if one. You, if you came to them, you came to them and said, "Hey, this is what I get paid." If I'm not paying you twenty, if I'm not paying my manager twenty percent, it doesn't matter. Like, sure, it matters what the number is, but I can go ahead and take a little less now that I'm not paying twenty percent. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Who's the biggest star in the UFC, in your opinion? Ah, uh, right now, yeah, biggest star. Oh man, come on! I didn't say best fighter. Who's the biggest star? I mean, yeah. I mean, who is it? It's still, it's still one guy. Yeah, here. it's, 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 it's between, it's between Izzy and Usman. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. Who's? I, I love Usman. He's not a big uh -huh. star. 
It's not like he's he's killing it the pay per view box. It, as far as the best fighter that they have, biggest star, it's Izzy right now. The but biggest I, star I, they still have, the guy that puts the most butts in the seats, the guy that puts the most fucking money in their pocket, the guy that sells the most pay per views is Conor McGregor. So Conor is managed by Adi Attar. And guess who manages Israel Adesanya? Yeah. And so the one thing that he's got going for him is he knows exactly what Connor's making. He knows exactly what the deal structure is. He's got all that. So in Israel's position, based upon he's a he's one of their biggest stars. It's not bad to have a guy like Adi there for. Well, he no, he he left. He left Paradigm. I don't think so. Yes, right before his contract. Well, okay, if he did, that's why I brought that up. That's why I I don't know who he went with then. No, no, so, he didn't go with anyone. He signed the contract by himself. Oh, by that's himself. why I was. That's why I was making oh, that, okay. that comment about okay. the fact that, like, if you're that. not, if you're signing a new contract, take everything I said and wipe it out. <laughs> yeah, basically, I I had read a clip saying that he had left Paradigm and negotiated really? this yeah. inc- this crazy deal with the UFC. And good for him, then, man. I mean, yeah. I get it. I understand. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm getting to the point where I, I mean, like, I think we've all been kind of at that point where we've talked about do fighters really, I mean, because Dana had said it a while back about how you really don't need a manager to negotiate with us. These, these are, these are what our dues are. This is what you're going to get. Like, for, if you're yeah, in this ranking, this again, is it's what you're different at. when you're at Israel's level. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that, the, that whole breakdown and that structure, it changed. For every other fight, for especially for young fighters coming in and things like that, you're right. You know, the the one thing the manager maybe can do is get you there. Yeah, they could possibly get you into that position and stuff. But they're no, not. I agree. Your I agree with that. I think I think to get you into the bigger shows, I think the manager is key. Yeah. But when you get up to that top, they're not going to change your pace fighters. Structure. They're not changing your. They're not changing your pace yeah. structure. And it's funny because a long time ago, I talked to Joe Silva, and Joe Silva was like, "Yeah, we'll go ahead and pay you a little extra." But then guess what? That just knocks you off the list of getting the fight bonuses so you make your choice do you want that extra five seven ten grand or do you want you want an opportunity to make that that uh th- those bonuses those fight bonuses they always, they always every have fighter says they always they have it the, man yeah yep that's a big deal right there that's a big deal um all right well let's roll into the to the uh co-main event let's do that because roll is what ty tuyabasa <laughs> did man he was rolling ah look at this is one of those fights I really looked at, and it was, you know, both guys have power. I, Derek Lewis has bigger power than Ty. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Derek is super explosive when he he doesn't look it, but man, he is super explosive when he decides to go, and he's fast, which is unusual yeah. for a guy his size, the speed that he does carry. But the one thing that I looked at in going into this fight was, Tuya Vasa will take shots and come back, and he took yeah. shots. He took some big shots. In fact, when Lewis was, I always say, man, if there's one place you do not want to be, it's on the ground underneath Derek Lewis. And Lewis landed some big shots. Tuivasa got himself back up, you know, actually threw, threw shots back at him. It was it was one of those, the longer the fight went, and this, I said it, the longer yeah. the fight goes, the more it's going to go towards Tuivasa. It's yeah. just, the, you know, the way that they both fight and stuff. It was. This is what you want out of a heavyweight fight, though. You want that the struggle. You want guys with power, and you want it to be a finish. That's what it was. And you know, no, no disrespect to Derek Lewis at all. You know, he's he's fun to watch. He's a great personality. You know, he just got hit that elbow. He got hit with the first one, dude. That get cracked with an elbow forearm in the side of the the head, man. It will absolutely. I don't care how big you are. You can only get hit so hard before everything gets disconnected and you can't function. That's what happened to Derek Lewis. Yeah, hard pass. I don't want to get hit with those anymore. I'm good. <laughs> hard pass. Um, it. I mean, it really came down to the, like you had said, I want to say last week sometime we were talking about this, is that Derek Lewis is good when he's the hammer. Yeah. When he becomes the nail, something in him is just not, it's not the same. Well, the, wheels, now, the, the wheels start coming off the car. They start wobbling a little bit. But in this and fight, the, the, no disrespect. I understand none, why. none at all. <laughs> yeah, n- none at all. I mean, like when you're dealing with the heavyweights, like you don't know who's going to be the hammer, who's going to be the nail until yep. that split second, which is what we saw tonight. And it came down to the fact that 
Derek Lewis was pushing him backwards, but then Ty was able to push back. And yep. then that's really what it came down to is who was going to land the cleaner shot at the moment that it all came that it all came to fruition. Who who landed the clean shot that got the fight to end? It came down to Derek. I thought Derek Lewis for sure was going to win that fight when he was able to get Ty down. And then Ty started coming back up and he was landing those shots against the cage. I thought for sure he was going to take a clean one and Ty was going to go down and out. But because we've talked about Derek Lewis's ground up pound and his top position, he possesses a ton of power from that top position. He just wasn't able to land anything super clean to get Ty out of there. Ty weathered the storm, man. He just kept coming, kept coming. He was able to fight a good a good fight. Let us some good shots. The elbow was key, obviously. But overall, I mean, I didn't see the fight going that way. Like that type of knockout. I thought sure someone's gonna click, maybe go, maybe go down a little bit, get wobbled and finished up. But that was that was lights out. It was yeah. done. That was I mean, face it down was, ass it was, up, man. That's a, yeah, that was it was a face down shot. ass up. Yep, that was one of those one of but those. But I thought it was smart, you know. And this is people don't sometimes they don't go far enough back. I did a fight with Roy Nelson against Derek Lewis. Now Derek won it. He won it on a decision, but it was Roy Nelson showed that when you get into that phone booth range, Derek has problems. Yeah. Yes, he's strong, but he's not that guy that that can turn you and do those things because Roy Nelson went, put him against the cage, but he wasn't that, you know, he would throw knees and he would throw knees to the thighs and I let it go for a long time. And Roy was pissed, you know, when I separated him because he knew and I don't blame Roy for being mad at me, but you know, I got to, I have to have action in the fight, but it was exactly what happened. And I think that Ty's corner, they went back and looked at that kind of action and said, Hey, all the way, in or all the way out is where we need to be against this guy. And he kept on trying to get it all the way in and just do that little dirty boxing, little shots, bring up the elbows. And that's what ended up, you know, finishing him off with. And so great game plan, great job of executing it by Ty. He's fun to watch. The guy's got a great, you know, personality too. So I, I would tell you in the heavyweight division, these guys got the two best personalities as far as, you know, yeah. the things they say, what they do. So you couldn't you couldn't have had, you know, a, a better clash of personalities. And yeah. either guy that won, it was going to be good. But I thought the tie did the, exactly what he was supposed to do to win that fight. So nice job. Yeah, don't listen to me when it comes to the betting anymore, man. 0-3 tonight. <laughs> it, was, it was all bad. It was all bad. I was not on the right Win, uh, winning path it was not so you had jared cannonier versus uh Derek brunson yeah look i honestly believed going into this fight i thought brunson was gonna win the first two rounds with the with his wrestling control top position all of those things cannonier came in with a game plan of just stuff not so much stuffing all the takedowns yeah. but never settling on the bottom and when that happened, I was like, oh, this is not going to go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> you were texting <sighs> me going, this is not going well. <laughs> no, because because I, I had talked about it last week, and I had talked about it, I think, the week before when we had talked about this fight, and the fact that Derek Brunts is a beast in the first yeah. two rounds normally. Yeah. And well, then by the, by the third round, he slows down so much that I thought he was going to win the first two rounds and then basically survive the third round. And that didn't even get to the third round. I mean, he just he just couldn't get the takedown. And Cannonier was letting it hang. And it was he fought Cannonier fought a smart fight. Yes, he, he did. Never let Brunson settle. Once he did, like out of the exchanges, Brunson was tired from the from the wrestling. He pushed the pace. He got in his grill. He let him. It was just he didn't have to touch him hard. He was just touching him, and that was enough to make Brunson more tired. I thought he, I thought Cannonier fought a, a brilliant game plan. Yeah, but, you, but again, that that game plan. Look at look at where Cannonier trains. John Crouch, you know, being one of his trainers and stuff. Smart guy. You break down the, the blueprint on Derek Brunson is there. He is a guy, very good wrestling, very good athlete overall. But yeah. when he can take you down and stay in the top position, especially in that first round, and he can control that output, he does well. And he yeah. tends to just continue to roll. But if you make him work, make him push past that comfort zone, that's when things start to be a you know a little bit more difficult. He starts to have more problems. And I thought that they looked and said, hey, if we if he ends up taking us down, we have got to work to getting back to our feet or make him work, make him uncomfortable. Don't let him settle. If he settles, he's going to be good. If he doesn't settle, everything is still working for us, even though we're the guy underneath. 
And that's exactly what Cannoneer did. And, and you know, Jared is a guy known that he's got great cardio. And when you've got great cardio, you know, you're a guy that can, you know, absolutely explain this to, you know, everyone better. How many times did you win a fight based upon what you did in the gym to get yourself prepared? That cardio, now, it's also, some of it is God-given to a point because not everyone can sustain. You know, some guys are sprinters, some guys are marathon runners. But when you've got cardio as a weapon and you know that your opponent can be pushed, it gives you that, okay, yeah, I know I've got to work hard here, but I'm going to do it because I know what it's doing to him. And I think that's where Cannoneer was at. Yeah, I never want to fight, not one single fight off my talent. It was all based off my cardio. <laughs> now, you had some talent. I, I, even, even, me, uh, even I will say that, Josh, you had talent. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, we had a very good fight. One that I thought was going to be fun to watch. It was. Kind of went the way I thought it would with Hanato Mokano against Alexander Hernandez. The great came in there. You know, a lot of buildup. Being in Texas, a guy from, you know, from San Antonio, being able to fight in his home state. Came in. He he looked good at points. But he's getting hit with some big shots. And it was the ground game, the thing that I thought was going to be the big difference maker. And that was because, you know, watching Alexander when he fought Donald Cerrone. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Cerrone on his feet that got him. Yeah, he hit him with some good shots, but it, the ground, the ground was uh, something you could see. There is a level change, and I look at Moicano very similar to Cerrone as far as his grappling ability. And he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Sometimes that doesn't transfer over. It does with Moicano. He's got very good submissions, and that you know the the rear naked choke that he gets. You know, he's doing what we call a palm to palm. He it's not. The, it's not his arms, man. Take a look at what he's doing with his hips and what he's doing as far as bending that body and making that thing tight. It was tight. There was nowhere for Hernandez to go. A very clean and good win against a guy that sometimes we know how good he is, sometimes doesn't yeah. seem to show up all the time. This one he showed up for. Yeah, we talked about Moe Connell just being one of those guys that just, <clears throat> talent-wise, he's at the top. Yeah, it's there. He's good, good stand-up, good jiu-jitsu, good takedown defense he's got a lot of good things all he puts it all together really well but when it comes to the mental aspect of it all i think sometimes he steps in that cage and goes i don't know if i can beat that guy and i'm thinking to myself <laughs> how can you then not are you beat this guy like what are you questioning yourself for and i was wondering if he was going to step into this cage doing the same thing against hernandez whereas when i look at hernandez hernandez look i think we give him a i give him a lot of credit for being as young as he is and being Someone that just wants to fight the best guys all the time. This should have been one of those fights that was a big step of the competition for him. And he made this big pitch about he felt disrespected, not being on the main card. Sometimes you just got to just dial it down, buddy. Worry about getting the win because winning solves everything. And in this situation, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that came along with it. Now, I know there was, I believe there was a fight that was canceled. That's why they bumped them up after everything was done. But... Moicano just looked good. He looked like he should look almost every single fight. Hernandez still looks young, makes a lot of mistakes. Makes a lot of mistakes that yeah. are just young mistakes. But if you're going to be as vocal as you are, you've got to be very cautious about about how like about the mistake, like the things no, that you do. Real simple. In, if you're yeah. going to be vocal, you got to win. Yeah, this is very true. Let's see, bro. Yeah, it's true. When it's, you're going to be as vocal, and, and like this is how you end up being the heel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you come out and you're as vocal as you were about this type of scenario. No, don't get me wrong. I think, I think it's, I think for young talent, you guys need to be vocal sometimes to get yourself put into places, but it depends on the situation. Like you're fighting someone like Moicano who's got, he's talented, he's very well rounded all the way around. You might want to have just dialed it back and be like, you know what? Let me just try to get the win on the prelims. You know, we'll see what happens. I get it. I understand. But I mean, overall, I mean, Hernandez, like he's come up short in the in the big name, like against yeah. big names. And yeah. I wonder if, I, like, when I was talking about Moicano, the same thing. I'm like, is is he he comes up short normally against the big names? Yeah. Are they kind of following each other in this situation? You know, because. It, it just it was one of those fights where Moicano just looked good. He looked dominant. He looked good the whole fight, and I thought he I thought he fought a great fight. He did. I mean, it, 
you could tell in certain certain times, technically, he was better than Hernandez on the feet as far as technically because he was yeah. countering him well and he was landing. But you could tell that the power of Hernandez did affect him. And there was times that, you know, when he got hit, you could see, uh, he's because he changed at times to say, yeah. I, I can only take you know, a little bit of that. I can't, I can't have that happen a lot. And, you know, that's part of fighting and a good job. But, you know, sticking with what you're good at. And then, again, that the way that he sets up, you know, his choke, and it's all the implements going into, you know, play, not just the squeeze of the arms. It's everything. That's what makes it work, and that's why – that's why you got the tap. Great win for yeah. Moicano. Yeah. All right. Well, let's All talk right. about. Uh, let's talk about ahead. my man Bobby Green. <laughs> Let me put my hands down. Let me put my Jeez. hands down. And or I'll put them out like. You know, the greatest thing would be Bobby against Nate Diaz, because they would both have their hands like this. Like what? <laughs> How many times in the fight? <laughs> and they would just be talking shit. Oh, the whole time. The whole time. It'd be um, great. Bobby was He's just one of those guys man He just keeps doing what he's doing I thought his jab was on point His comp, one two Dude one, his two jab was, was on point fucking, It was He looked good It, it was funny. laser like I was in a restaurant And somebody had the nerve to tell me that Nazareth won the first round I said Did you watch <laughs> Did you did watch you the fight his he's head? Like, he's He like, looked oh, like well, a Pez dispenser his head like, oh, was popping got... back like a three-year-old with a Pez dispenser. And this is why, this is why, John. I don't, I don't normally go to like restaurants and and bars and stuff to watch fights because you have to have these conversations with people. Like, uh, yeah. man, this is horrible. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh well, Bobby got cut. He's bleeding. I'm like, did you not see Nazrat's face? His nose was bleeding. His face was. I'm like, come on, man. Look, I thought Nazrat was tough. I thought he did. I thought, I thought he's. I think I thought he was a tough. Tough opponent. Tough as hell. Tough as hell. Kept just coming forward when he was getting peppered. Yeah. But he had yeah, no Bobby's answers on for point. it. Bobby no was answer. on point. Yeah. The jab was there. The one-two was there. He was hitting with that little, like, check hook. I was like, man, this is this is crazy. I mean, it was – that little counter hook was, was on point. I mean – He slid out of range so well and then countered. Yeah. And this is what it's hard for judges to see at times. It's hard for the fans to see at times. He, and this is why Bobby gets upset when he's losing fights because he's like, I didn't get hit where it looks yeah. like he's getting hit, but he's not. He's you know coming off the shoulder. No one does a shoulder roll in MMA well except for Bobby Green. Bobby Green, yeah. You know that's it. Well, it's not even that, but like even when he doesn't get hit, it like when he what, even when like he moves backwards. So he's oh, when yeah. he's leaning back, it looks like he's getting hit when he's not really getting hit. Well, that's so yeah, I can see. Yeah, his balance. Uh, he he makes it look like he got hit. It yeah. makes it look like it almost affected when it didn't. Yeah, yeah. You got to if you're if you're judging one of his fights, you really have to pay attention because you do. He yeah, he's not getting he's not getting pieced up, you know. And I like sometimes I like the banter back and forth, and I like I like what he does. Like no, that didn't touch me, that didn't hit me. But the problem is though is that the judges don't really play to that. They play to the fact that it looked like you got hit, and I'm just going based off of what I thought I saw. I like this one company. So. He said airball. <laughs> He's good. Awesome. I mean, like, where do you like? I, and I was talking about this fight. I, I thought this fight was probably going to have the potential to steal the fight, like a uh, fight of the night. I don't think it did. Um, but there were some earlier fights in the prelims that definitely stole the show. But, um, where do you put him? I mean, he's, he's got to be starting making that march into that top fifteen. But I don't know, man. Like he, he's he's older too. He's thirty five. Thirty five. You got to give him a run. You got to give him a run. You know, thirty five. He's still fast. Fast, you know, yeah, he, he just showed he was way faster than Hasbro, yeah. and that was a big difference in the fight. But you know, you take a look at who he's fought. You know, he's got the loss against Fazeev, but it was a great fight, and he won. And no doubt, he won that last round, even though one judge said he didn't, which was bullshit. But you take a look at his run; he's fighting really good guys, yeah. and he needs to be put into that position where they. I thought John Anik called it, you know, really well when he said, you know, I want to see him in a in a main event of a fight night or something like that. I would yeah. love to see that. Let's, you know, put him in someone someone in the top, you know, fifteen at least, maybe top ten, and let's see what Bobby can do when you give him, you know, give him a goal, because yeah. the guy can fight. You know, he, the one thing that drives me crazy about him, and you know, 
they kind of mentioned a little. Bobby is a good wrestler. He's yeah. got good wrestling, you know. He's and he just uses it to be defensive because yeah. he wants to be on his feet. The one thing that Bobby doesn't have is he doesn't have that one punch knockout power. Mm. You know, he's because he, he's he's moving around a little bit too much and he doesn't set his feet that way. But he's got the whole thing, man, because he can keep himself on his feet for the most part against most guys. You know, there are some that can take him down, but he should, in my opinion, just utilize the wrestling offensively at times to put your opponent in a position where they're not so comfortable as far as, well, I know he's not going to be trying to take me down. Make him think about it. You know, that's the only thing I say is, hey, take him down, land some ground and pound, get yourself back up if you want, that's fine. But the guy's got the full game. I feel the same way about his kicks, though. He needs to start implementing a couple yeah. of little kicks. Yeah, they, just those not, leg kicks. Yeah, just a couple here and there. Let, yep. let them know that they're there. He doesn't need to like go overboard with them, but I, th- I feel that way as well. Uh, definitely his wrestling. Like, I mean, that's one of those things that I just feel like when you when you have a pedigree of some sort of wrestling, which he does, you got to utilize it, even if it's just to faint it or just enough to make them think about it. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't you don't need to force the takedown, but at least, like, you know, let them know it's there. Yeah. And he doesn't do that, which that drives me absolutely nuts. But you know what, though? He's getting some wins the way he's fighting, so good on him. Uh, you got uh, Arlovsky versus what? Vandera. Vandera. Well, Josh, one of the things I love to talk about is one of our sponsors, and that is Fume. And this is what you need to understand about Fume. Fume is the very best way for you to stop smoking. If you're a vapor, you're a smoker. Fume, this prominent, this beautifully crafted wood prominent will help you get rid of the cravings, get rid of some of those bad habits that you picked up with the vaping and the smoking, and it will make you a healthier person, and that's what this is all about. You can replace your bad habits with this 100% made in Canada from maple, and this one's even made from olive wood. I love this one. This is my favorite one. And you use the cores. You'll see that core inside right there. All these beautiful flavors. I love the peppermint. The peppermint is my fla- favorite flavor. You've got conquer. You've got things like lemonberry bliss, all kinds of things. Eggnog in the winter times. It's fantastic. So this is a product that you will use for you or someone that you care about to get rid of the nasty habit of smoking and vaping. It's a horrible thing. Fume was launched in Calgary, Canada in an effort to try to make the world a more positive place where people don't have to have smoke around them or that vaping thing going. It's horrible when you have something like that because you want to go up and you want to smack them in the head and say, stop. Well, this is your way of doing it. They have over 50,000 satisfied customers right now worldwide, and they are on a mission to get to 1 million. And they can do that if you decide to quit that nasty habit of smoking and vaping today and start to go to to fume. Now, look, not only does fume help the help you quit the process of smoking and vaping, but it's also going to help you with the essential oil cores that you put in this. It's going to help relax you. It's going to help make you more calm, and it's going to give you a flavor that makes you satisfied that you don't need that other crap. Look, quitting is tough. We know that. But fume can really help. This can be something that can be that step, that thing that you need to put you over the top and get you healthy and back. I didn't expect fume to be that much when we first started with it. I got it. I tried it. I liked it. I thought, you know what? This makes me feel as far as I have a good flavor in my senses and and in my sinuses because sometimes you get clogged up. This kind of helps it. I really enjoy at the airport, in the plane, I'll pop out my fume prominent, I'll use it, and I feel really good about just being healthy from the essential oil. So whether you are a smoker, an ex-smoker, you struggle with cravings, fume is the perfect tool for you. It is time to be creative with your habits. Be positive and create positive habits that are good for you, your family, and all the people around you. If you want to be a person that's going to be healthier from now on. I want you to go to breathefume.com. That is breathefume and fume is F-U-M. Take that E and get rid of it. Slash weighing in and use the code weighing in to get your discount on fume. Quit naturally with fume. Use the code. Save 10%. It's a fantastic product. 
I hope you use it. I love it. And it is probably a thing that can help you get healthier, which is always important. I, I, a classic now. <laughs> Just keep going, baby. Look, at this is this is classic Andre Arlovsky at this point of his career, and you can't blame him. You know, you just can't because he's fighting smart. He's fighting against guys that have, you know, good power and yeah. stuff, and he's technically picking them apart. He gives a lot of movement. He doesn't overextend. He knows that if he overextends, he's taking a chance, and if he gets hit, he can be put out. So let me just – I'm not going to try to throw big, heavy shots. I'm going to volume these guys up. He took the first two rounds. I gave Vandera the third round. Wasn't enough for him to, you know, get the win. I don't know why it was the split, but yeah. I will tell you, you know, I thought it was a smart fight by Andre Arlovsky. And, and actually, you know, with Vandera, I, you could tell that Vandera was almost in that. He was like, wow, I'm in here with Andre Arlovsky. Kind of a little bit yeah. of idolizing his opponent and didn't do enough. You know, you you got to you got to take those chances. You you got to look and say, man, this is a guy that yeah, he can hurt me, but he's not setting his feet and throwing. This guy's you know he's moving around, putting volume. I'm gonna I'm gonna take chances because that's how you're gonna get your win. And he didn't do that. He, I thought you know a lot more uh, pace and effort and trying to do something bigger in the third round. That's why he got the round. But you know time was up by then. But you got to give it to Andre. Thirty seven fights. In the UFC, thirty-seven. Josh, I mean, no one. That guy's been fighting since UFC twenty-eight. That's, That's amazing. We talked. I said this. I said this guy. He was there before I was in two thousand one. Like he was there oh, before yeah. I was. Yeah. I'm like, and he's still doing it. I'm like, God, no. And he left Check. for how many years? Yeah, but I'm like, check me out. I'm not trying to get hit anymore. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with this guy? He loves no it. No way. <clears throat> yeah, loving it though. I mean, like, I mean, here's the thing: in the heavyweight division, there's there's not a lot of good ones. You That's know what it. I mean? I'm not saying he's ever gonna be champion, but I'm saying he still has. He's adjusted his game to make sure that he's still like in that conversation. I'm not saying he's gonna be a a, a, a champ. I'm not saying he's gonna be in the top three or four, but I'm saying that he's, he's in the conversation. You know what I mean? Like he's, Hey, he's still there. He's lingering. He's still there. I mean, I could, I can't say I'm going to see him make another run, but I'm saying that he's, he's there. He's there for the, the tough young up and comers to have to get through. You know I mean? Without saying he's a gatekeeper, you're saying he's a gatekeeper, (laughs) but yeah, I know without saying he's a gatekeeper, he's, but he's in that mix, man. He's in that mix. Let me ask you, okay. Is there anything wrong with, saying someone's a gay or being a gatekeeper there's nothing wrong with it once they know that they're a gatekeeper no okay that's what that's the way i feel about it once you know you're the gatekeeper you're just basically there to make money yeah and you understand that and i'm and okay you, with that and it's about we're gonna put young talent against you and see what see how yeah. they match up and see what happens yeah if yeah. they beat you they go to this if they don't they go down here it's, you know part of uh, I, I, actually, I actually had a friend of mine text me last night and says did I just see Andre Arlovsky in a fight in the UFC? <laughs> and I go, yeah. He goes, he's. St- yeah. He goes, how do how do they put an ex champion on the prelims? I go, well, he's been fighting a long time. And I said, and eventually, that's what you know. That's where you go when you're not a title contender. I said, and Andre's not, but you know, he's uh, he still can fight. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. Like, when you have when you have people that used to be the top fighters. I guess for me, I just, I never wanted to be the guy that was in that position where you yeah. were opening the prelims, that kind of, oh, yeah, you know, I get it though. I mean, money, like, like I said, I left a ton of money on the table when I, when I decided to retire Yeah. with him, he's like, he ain't leaving a dime on there. He's, he's going to take every <laughs> single damn God penny they're going to offer him. That's it. You know, and that's Nothing all. That. So, that's it. Hey, uh, so Matafari, she retired tonight, which God bless her. Yeah. She's. She's been around for Look, Roxanne Montefiore has been around for amazing. a long time also. You're talking about Andre Orlovsky. Yeah. You know, Roxanne was I, I I remember the first time that I saw her fight. It was against Jennifer Howe. That's how long ago it is because Jennifer Howe hasn't fought forever. You know, yeah. and uh she is just a person that man, she's been around for a long time. God bless her. She's one of the sweetest human beings on the face of the earth. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body. I don't know how she's a fighter. She's tough as hell. Um, 
I didn't think that she did. You know, it was a split decision. You know, I thought that uh, Casey O'Neill yeah. pieced her up pretty well. If you want to give uh, Roxanne the, the third round because she took her down, it's like, okay. You know, I, don't, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. But great effort. She, you know, it's just I'm glad that you know she's realizing it's about time. She's had a yeah. she's had a really you know impressive career. Fought everybody that she could fight. Fought for the title. You know, she's uh she's someone special and I'm glad to see that, you know, people cared about her the way they they did and gave her the respect she deserves because she's a phenomenal person. Yeah, she's a, just a sweetheart of a person. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just been around for the longest time, but you know, everyone's time comes and it was that it, time. It, what was nice is when she walked out, it was nice to see like I saw uh what's his name? Danny Rubin was it Rubin? what was his name rubenstein and he was clapping for her uh megan olivia was clapping for her like as people walked out people that i knew that knew her like for years you got to stand just up and see, applaud yeah that, just that they were just moment. giving her the appreciation that you know like the normal fans probably like yeah whatever you know yeah. someone retired like whatever no big deal like but it was nice to see people that we know that have been in the game for a long time giving her the love and respect she deserved yeah. so that was that was nice um nice Tyler win Phillips. by case you got to before we go casey o'neill you yeah. got to give it to her man she put on a volume attack she just kept throwing it's not easy to throw that much you know as much as she landed threw and landed you got to give it to her i kind of I like her, her she grabbed the fucking heel status by the horns at the end of that fuck you <laughs> that's like okay there you go Oh, John, John, John. <laughs> she's good. Uh, she is, but you got to, you got to, I know she had like some output, but you got to get after it more. Just yeah. my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah. You're Just so my negative. personal opinion. You're so negative. I, I can be, I can be. Look, when you're, <laughs> look. So then be negative with Kyler Phillips. Let me hear your negativity. I, 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 can't, Come I on. can't really, I can't really put a whole lot of negativity on it. Boy, you I better mean, not. He's, he's good. good. <laughs> yeah, he's thank good. you. And he's getting better because he's fighting smarter. Even yeah. though he still does things, you go, don't do that right there. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was where I was at too. Like you're doing things like you don't need to do. Like don't stop doing all the spinning shit when you don't need to do it. Like sure, set it up, do it that way, but you don't need to, you don't need to just throw it to throw it. But there was, I mean, like he, he's talented. There's no doubt about that. He's good. He's talented. Um, He's got to learn to control his, his tempo because yep. it benefits him not not so much that that he needs to control it based off of that someone might hit him or kick him or you know or knock him out based off of that is because if the fight goes past the second round that's a lot of energy spent that you don't need to spend when you're as good as you are yeah. so he's just got to learn to compress it all down and be more accurate with what he does throw it don't just throw it to throw it and fight like you said like fight a little bit smarter but very impressive win. I mean, uh, just looked great. Beautiful triangle, and then switched with the arm bar. So, yeah, just a the guy's a complete fighter, man. His ground game is good. His stand up is good. His wrestling is good. This is this is the future of MMA. When we're talking about uh, get away from that bullshit. He's a striker, uh, yeah. or the one I love, Street Fighter. Shut the fuck up. Who drive who, me fucking? Who still nuts. comes out to Street Fighter? Hi, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. crazy. Uh, when Buffer says that, I go, uh, Bruce, I want to smack you in the head for even just smack. You. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, what's next? Well, let's, we had Carlos Alberg against Fabio Charant. <sighs> okay, but this is all right. But if you're Carlos Alberg, guy, you you are so much cleaner and more technical in the stand up, but you let things. This guy was afraid to even throw on you at, at at the end. He had zero offense coming your way, and you let that fight go to a decision. All right, sometimes yeah. it's very hard to, you know, get a guy who is being nothing but defensive. I I understand that, but man, this is this is your chance to shine and look good. And you had a guy that was not even throwing at you, man. Open up more at least, just more. That's what I'm looking for. So when you're hanging back, just bouncing in and out, still giving feints, no reason. Yeah. Got to throw more. 
but good John, win. I fell, I fell I fell asleep in the second round, so uh, <laughs> it was like just pull the trigger, man. Like you're yeah. controlling what's going on. Like you just got to have more confidence in what you're doing and just throw. I, I I know he's got confidence. It's just a matter of you got to throw it. There comes a point when when fighters go, you know what? I don't have to really go out on a limb because I'm winning the way I'm winning. Yep. And yep. but the thing is, for the fans, that sucks. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't like stray too far away from that. Like just keep doing what you're doing. But with a little bit more output, that's all I wanted from him. Yeah. Was cool. like, show me a little bit more output. You show me a little, I bet you something else would have cleanly landed. You probably could have got him out of there. Awesome. Why take a chance and drag that shit in the third round? I mean, yeah. it's just one of those fights. But let's get to one that was actually one of the ones I was looking forward to with Ronnie Lawrence against Mana Martinez. This was a this was a scrap. You got to give it to Mana Martinez, man. He took some big shots and then came back in the third round. He almost. Ronnie Lawrence yeah. out of there. That spinning back fist landed. And the other shot, you saw him he's going down. You go, oh, he might get it. Yeah. Wasn't able to pull it off, but that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Ronnie, Ronnie Lawrence, is, his stand-up's getting better and better. His, we've always known he's got great takedowns. and He fought in Bellator long ago. That was His only loss was in Bellator. Yeah, and, uh, yeah we, we caught him and let him go. Of know, course. He went to the UFC. <laughs> No, but Martin, Mar Martinez almost got him in the arm bar too. Not not yeah. only just like rocked him yeah. in, but he almost he almost caught him in the arm bar as well in the exchange yeah. when they hit the ground. That's right. I mean, Martinez just in the first two rounds didn't have anything. He just no. was a step behind. Everything but, was there. But when he you get hit with shots, sometimes you, like he was, you know, it yep. takes you a while to recover from those and and get yourself going. And he did he he did that. I'll give it to him. But I don't think he was prepared for. Ronnie Lawrence having the stand-up game and throwing some of the shots that he was throwing. I think he was looking more towards all grappling, and it you know didn't play out that way. But really a fun, fun contest between the two. Both guys really fought their asses off. Uh, Jacob and AJ, you like this fight? I did, dude. Uh, first off, I like Jacob Macum. Tough. Goes after it, stays with what he's good with, tenacious. I mean, he's got he's got a gas tank and a half. He's got a gas tank like a fifty gallon. You know, he's 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 that old F one fifty truck. He just keeps fucking chugging. And AJ Dobson did some things in the beginning of that I had never even seen. In fact, DC said the same thing. You know, when he grabbed, reached behind, when. When Malcolm got that takedown, he got deep, and he has his hands locked, and he grabs at the elbows, and he sh just pulls himself through the hole to get his feet back to the ground. You go, I've never seen that. So it was awesome. And for a while there, I was like, man, he's not going to get him down. And then Malcolm just stayed with what he does, finally worked him to getting down, and then once he got him down on the ground and had him with a little bit of cardiovascular failure coming on, where he had to try to relax a little bit, he was able to stay on top, and he pounded out a great win. Uh, well, John started off this conversation with where he did the reach behind, and I was like, <laughs> okay, you lost me right there, buddy. <laughs> I was like... It was uh, a reach behind in a way, I guess. Yeah, uh, you're kind of right. All right, buddy, whatever. Hey, whatever, float your boat. <laughs> Dude, you know you reach behind all the time, baby. Uh, on myself, you give me a little tickle. That's what I do. I just reach behind, give myself a little tickle. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, but overall, I thought the wrestling was on point. I thought, it, it, to me, it was, you liked it more than I did. You know, I wanted to see a little bit more output on the feet in terms of striking, the wrestling with the striking. But you got to do what you got to do when you're fighting certain certain people that are talented, fast, explosive, all of those things. But to me, I thought the fight that stole the show was hands down uh, Silva de Andrade, or whatever, however you want to pronounce his name against. What a turnaround. Jeez. <laughs> Morozov was putting it on him in the first round. <laughs> that first <laughs> round, I was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah. Silva, DeAndrade, whatever, however you want to say his name. How, how They were hyping him up to be the biggest thing. And after I watched that first round, I'm like, man, this guy is not, he's not doing too well. Getting clipped, getting rocked, getting put, he was, he was everywhere. Fought through a lot of tough positions. Damn. Damn. Different fighter in the second in the second round came out a different fighter. But do you think part of it was that Morozov got tired? I think he got I, a little tired, dude. 
so so John, I I don't I, I I I agree with you. He did get tired, but when I look at when I say he got tired, is this Silva de Andrade or what? How, he came out with a different mindset in the second round, going yeah. like, "Look, the first round obviously didn't go my way. No, let's I've throw gotta, that one away. I've, I've got to win this second round the way that he won the first round." And that really was the turning point. He's like, no, I'm not gonna just gonna I'm not gonna settle for the fact that I got beat in the first round and I'm gonna circle and stay away and let you come to me and just I'm not gonna let you dictate the pace of the fight. No, I'm gonna get after you. That turned the tape that turned the table in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it's hard. I don't think people will understand when they're listening to us. I want you guys to understand as a corner, do you know how hard it is to tell your fighter? You need to go in there and change this. You need to do this, this, and this. And for them to be responsive the way he was, yeah, that was impressive. Absolutely Very. impressive. I was, I was, I was shocked. I was really shocked the way he responded, the way he came out, the way he. Hey, th- I'm not losing this fight. I was like, holy shit! He came out with a chip on his shoulder in that second round, and he dominated the second round all the way to the finish, and I was thinking to myself, there's no way he's going to win this fight. There's no way he's going to win this round. He's going to backpedal. He's going to stay away. He's just going to try to get his wits back about him. He did. He he shut me up real quick. Yeah. It was right, beautiful. It was very impressive. Way. Very impressive. What did you, you talk about that 180-degree turn from round one to round two. Yep. That's, what, that's what you're talking about. It's, a, it, it's all about your mental, too. You've got yeah. to tell yourself, I'm going to do this. It's not easy. And he did. Great win. Great win. Uh, uh, what else? Well, Jeremiah Williams, quick. Um, Wells. Eh. Jeremiah Wells. I'm sorry. What? Jeremiah Wells, quick, you know, su- submission, rear naked choke near the end of the first round. Just you know, look good. I will go to, I'm going to go to uh, Maxine Grisham against William Knight because William Knight, let's talk. First off, he came in, was it 11 pounds overweight? I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, it was 12 pounds. 12 pounds. 12 pounds. 12 pounds. I mean, that's uh, just unheard of. They made this yeah. a heavyweight fight. No, no, I've, heard of, of, I've heard of that. I've heard of that before. No, I mean, not not at that. And I've still heard, let I've them heard fight. Is that's what's unheard the, of. The most I've ever heard is 17 pounds overweight. <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, Maxime t- still took the fight. And look, this is put it on him. You know, just picked him apart as far as, you know, technically showed what technique does and good skill set compared to raw aggression and strength. And I was glad to see the guy that made, that would have made weight, that was there, for, you know, to do what he was going to do. I like William Knight. I enjoy watching him fight. But when you're that far off, yeah. there's no excuse. No excuse for that. Do they keep him? Like when you miss weight by that much, do promotions keep the fighter? I tell you what, if it wasn't for you know, and then you the, lost the, win, the wins he had. I know it's the wins he had, and you got to look and you say, well, okay, is it? I mean, was there some kind of mental thing or something like that that you're going? What was the problem? What was it that you know gave you this you know situation where you were not in control of anything? So. I don't know. Twelve pounds. Like, did you well, even fucking try? That's the whole thing. Did you even try? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Crazy. And then yeah, look, we were, we were, didn't look good. Not we were talking about it. I said, dude, if I was twelve pounds overweight for fight, I wouldn't even show up to the weigh and I would just I would just drive home. <laughs> it's John, you've it's been twelve pounds overweight since I've known you. <laughs> well, I'm the first off, I am championship <laughs> weight, baby. I am yeah. championship weight. <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut weight to make 265, brother. You have to cut weight. Hey, by the way, have you seen that picture what of picture? Shaq and Derek Lewis? No. Good God. Good God. I've seen Shaq like in Vegas. I've seen him at like a UFC. I've seen him at a couple of events, right? Where he, from far away. Yeah. And everyone looks small to him. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah. But to see him next to another guy that you know is big? Yeah, right there. That very first picture, right there. What the hell is that? <laughs> Derek Lewis looks like a little boy compared to compared to Shaq. Derek Lewis's head comes up to Shaq's like elbow. It's it's not. I mean, it's when I saw that picture, I'm like, dude, Derek Lewis cuts weight to make 265. This guy, Shaq, he's like a whole Shaq's head and big, shoulders baby. above him. That's huge. The first he's time big. I introduced my son to to Shaq. 
you know, I, I had done things with Shaq before. And he's he's just a wonderful human being. But yeah. my son is staring down at, <laughs> and he looks up at Shaq and he goes back down and he looks over at me and he goes, he's got the biggest feet I've ever seen in my life. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Someone he's told like, me, he, what, 22 he, and a half? 22, 22 and a half? yeah. Jeez, 22 he's he's a, just a huge <clears throat> human being. It's impressive to see. He's in good shape now, too. He's He's been working out. He's been losing yeah. uh, a lot of the, the weight that he put on. He's looking good, so good for him. But, yeah, I, I have I not like, seen that picture. I feel like athletes, right, not just athletes, but, like, even some coaches, right, Jimmy Johnson, Dan Marino, like, it's, when they get done in their perspective, sport or coaching, whatever it is, they put the weight on. And they go through this whole phase where they just finally you decide, sit down like, more. This is not. You're not yeah, doing I mean, this. Like, you're not on the same schedule. You're not doing the same things. It's not the same grind, yeah. and you're gonna eat the same way. Yeah. True. Oh. True. True. All right, Dave. What else you got for us? That wraps up our. That wraps up our UFC. That does um, wrap up the UFC pay per view conclusion on what we thought, and I was way wrong tonight. I think I went zero and three on the on the on the main card. It was horrible. on the main card. I was what. Four and one because I, I went with Whitaker Stop just bragging. thinking. Stop that. patting yourself on the back. Oh, excuse down. me here. Jeez. I'm just going to wipe down, the down. <laughs> careful, man. Uh, careful. You might be careful. You might throw your shoulder out. Try I to could, dude. It's old. <laughs> so oh. we, got, uh, we got a fan announcement uh, for the end of March. Uh, it's I can barely hear you. Dude, dude why are you in a tunnel? Get your shit together. You're the producer. What is wrong with you? on the microphone. Don't swallow it, Dave. Yeah. I don't know why, but my thing changed to my microphone changed, and I can't, I can't. Okay, fix that's it. a yeah. little better. What's going on? Let's still go. Not um, anyways, go yeah. On. Anyway, so Chris Dalkas versus uh, Curtis Blades was announced for the end of March. Yeah. Okay. No, look, Dalkas is a good fighter, but let's be honest. You know, this is Curtis Blades has got a lot of talent. Very few guys in the. Uh, in the heavyweight division can wrestle. He can wrestle and he can take Dawkins off his feet. And if he does, he's going to win. If he doesn't, Dawkins has got a chance of winning. But Blades Blades can wrestle. Blades going to win this fight pretty easy. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Blades going to take Early him prediction. Down. Yeah, Blades going to take him down. Blades going to build a control of the top position. It might be a snooze fest, but Blades going to win this fight. You know, that's kind of, that's where we're at. In the heavyweight division, when they start wrestling, there's not a lot of Kane Velasquez out there. So it's just that it's just that, you know, Kane was very active when he was on top. He's a very active wrestler. Not a lot of heavyweight wrestlers are that way. So y'all were blessed when Kane was around. Uh what else you got for us, Dave? All right. Did you guys see this story uh with Nidiaz? He put out a comment. The comment was, I would like to fight Dustin Poirier like now. Like, like now. I've been trying to. If there's any mix up, it's uh, if there's any mix up, it's him and them in the game. I want the fight now. What's up, Dana White? Let's get this retirement fight cracking so I can get out of this yeah. fight game. I'm done with it. All right, he's not done with the fight game. He's done with the UFC. <laughs> well, he's done with them. Yeah, there you go. Okay, and yeah. it's real simple. Now, like I'm, if he if he was done with the fight game, all he's got to do is walk away. Yeah, he doesn't want to walk away. He wants to get rid of the the contract. one fight he has left on his contract. And he wants it to be against Dustin. That's a good pick. I like it, but um, it's not about happening. retirement. I don't think we know that's not happening, <laughs> <laughs> John. We know that's not happening. He's yeah. he, UFC is not going to have him fight Dustin. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see that fight. It just it's not going to happen. I think on his last fight on his contract, that fight's not going to happen, and he's not done fighting either. He's going to go run run off to fight boxing. Now, I've said for the longest time, I might have been the first person to say it, that he's going to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, you did. You know. Um, I might actually give you credit for being the first person to come up with that. I think people kind of knew. There's no one said it publicly. So I think I just, me being who I am, I just blurted that shit Big out. Mouth. Big <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, I, I, re I really believe they're going to make that fight happen and they're going to make their money and they're going to bounce out. And I think that's another thing that Jake Paul is going to use against Dana. Hey. Nate's fought for you for this long, and I made him double the amount of money in one fight, and that's really what he's going to come down to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's not done fighting; he's not retired. I think he'll fight after that, but he definitely wants to get that one last fight in. Next, all right, let's wrap up on this one. Um, 
Dos Anjos and Fazeev yeah. has been pushed out till next month uh, because of visa issues that Fazeev had. Mm. Um, and so Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill is headlining the next UFC Vegas card. Well, you know, you take a look and it's like, they're going to try to build it as much as they can. There's not going to be a ton of interest on that fight. Let's just be honest. Which one? Walker and Hill? Yeah, Walker and Hill. I, I think I think people really want to see the uh, RDA versus Fazeev. Yeah. I think that's a that's a good matchup. That's that's an interesting fight because if, look, if RDA can get the fight to the ground, he'll win that fight. Yeah. But if he thinks he's going to stand up and outstrike Fazeev, that's probably not a good thought process. No. Not going to not going to end up you know well for him. So. That's a great fight, but the let's be honest, nothing. I like Johnny Walker. Uh, he's fun to watch at times, a little bit crazy and stuff. There was a little more control last time, but him against Jamal Hill, Jamal Hill, it's got power. You know, he doesn't look he doesn't look the yeah, part as far as yeah, but yeah. he's got power. He can he can swat, and if he touches Johnny Walker's chin, Johnny's you know been hurt before, so Johnny's got to be very controlled in that fight. But if that's if that's your headliner. This is one of those ones that most people are going to, we're going to watch it, but most people are going to go, eh. You can tell me all about it. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me all about it. Nah, I get it. Um, I agree with you. I mean, like, but hey, Fazeev and RDA, to me, is going to be a good fight. Yeah, RDA has got to fight smart. He's older, obviously, but I think... I think with Fazeev just being Fazeev, like the style of stand-up he can bring, his takedown defense, all of those things. But RDA has the full – he's got a full toolbox. He can use everything. He can wrestle. He can clinch. He can – you know, he can – he's got the submission aspect of it all. He's a true MMA artist, and he's obviously a former world champion. But he's he's a stud, man. He's a stud. He is a stud. But, I mean, he is getting older. So, um, we're going to see. We're going to see if Fazeev can get past, you know, someone like him. Yeah, I think that's going to be the problem, though speed yep yeah i think especially so. when the lighter weights when you're getting older it tends to go away and fazeev is fast yeah i think also to the mix-up like the spinning kicks and the things that like you won't like for for rda to see and be able to make those adjustments that's gonna be hard all right hey guys that wraps up our show for today hopefully you guys enjoyed this and i want you guys to enjoy the Super Bowl today. Yeah. Enjoy the Super Bowl today. Um, go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code Wayne in. And uh, there's going to be probably a QR code somewhere on this channel. And you guys can click that and that will take you guys to mybookie.ag and our, our Wayne in. And uh, you guys will get a little extra spending bonus if you guys use that. And uh, to bet to gamble. For your initial deposit, that'd be great. And we'd love for you guys to support us, continue to support us. And mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne. Go to prowrestlingtees.com as well. Use that promo code. And still, and we're coming up with some new things that are coming up on some new, I don't know. New things like, all the way apparel. around. I think some new, new apparel is coming up here pretty soon, right? Podcast, Dave? Yeah, we have some announcements this coming week. So make sure you guys tune yeah. in in the midweek show. Yes, I'm pumped for that because I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So hey, go to my go to promostees.com slash Wayne in. Use that promo code and still pick up one of our shirts while you still can, because we've got some new stuff coming out probably next week or the week after. But uh everything else, I think, hey, good night of fights, John. I I was very wow. impressed with some of the prelims. Some of the main card was okay, but some of it was really good. You know, I was very impressed. Good stuff tonight. Yep. Good good night of fights. Fun to watch. Hope everyone enjoyed them as much as we did. And for everyone out there watching us, thank you very much for spending your time with us. We hope that you can go out there and do something good for someone else, make their day special. Have fun watching the Super Bowl, and we will see you.